We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Sunday night, Knicks. Do not change that dial. The New York Knicks have won a game. Yes, the New York Knicks have won a game. Destroying, upsetting the Spurs dynasty. 130 to 116. Knicks put the brakes on the tank. Led by all of the Fizz kids. And get a win, man. CP from the Knicks Fan TV. My man Jake Lennick joins us on the Sunday Night Tilt. I mean, hey, whether you're with the tank or you're not with the tank, Jake, you got to give credit where credit is due, man. This was a good game. This was a good game by by the squad. Um, So a lot of positives to go around, man. Where where do you want to start with with this one, man? Um, I mean, let's start with some positives. Uh, It's like you said, uh, yeah, we got to win. you know, I would have been perfectly fine personally seeing us lose the rest of the season. I get what was at stake. <laughs> I get what was at stake. You know, longest home losing streak. It's a pride, uh, point of pride for players, and it's good to see us uh, beat a good team uh, like the Spurs with the young guys. And you know, it, in terms of winning, it's a good way to see the team win because uh, they they did it with the young guns, and you young saw. Gunners. You saw a lot of good things from the guys that you want to see good things from. So I was I, I was fairly happy with tonight's win, despite how bad the Phoenix Suns look currently. So yo, Suns tank is a formidable tank, man. But um, six Knicks in double figures, led by whole team dot free dot a fan favorite of yours, a fan favorite of mine, a fan favorite of a a lot of the fan base, man. Um, love seeing what Dotson is doing with with uh, with, with those, those minutes that he's gotten from from Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee's departure. Um, it's finally his time, and hey, eight three pointers, career high twenty seven points for Damian Dotson. Got to give him his due today, man. He he was sensational today, man. Man, anybody that knows me knows I'm a big fan of Dot. Um, actually have a nice personal relationship with, with Dot. Uh, met his acquaintance when he was a rookie yeah. in White Plains in the D-League. And, uh, you know, he's a super nice guy, an incredible guy. 
And uh, as a player, I'm a big, big fan. I got a, I got a lot of uh, material on him today mm-hmm. to bring up. Maybe some discussion points that we'll get to. All right. Um, they maybe we'll save it for a little bit and uh, cover the game a little bit. But uh, I, I got some bullet points for for Dot. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, Dot Dot had a phenomenal game. Um, Money Mitch once again. Mitchell Robinson come to the stage. Ten points, five block. No, sorry, fifteen points, fourteen yeah. rebounds, five block shots. I mean, what more can we say about this guy, man? He was he's been a steal of the draft. Absolute steal of the draft. Um, lottery potential. Starting to come on strong. Playing way more comfortably in the offense. They're finding him with the lobs now. The guards are getting him involved. I mean, speak on Money Mitch, man. What's your take on, on, on his play as of late? All I can say is that it is very, very, very obvious that when he is in the game, the other team is aware of his presence. Like, Facts. the other team knows what's going on. Facts. Like, Mitch Robinson's out there. He's a beast. He Beast. can. Uh, he he's just an eraser. Like he literally, yep. nothing gets by him. Mm-hmm. Like if you put up a shot and he's anywhere in the vicinity, he's getting a, a a hand on it. He's. I mean, like you know, he's getting. He's putting up fifteen uh, points just by uh, his inside game and being the athletic freak that he is. Fourteen boards. He's aggressive. I love seeing it. You know the the rawity. The rawity. I think probably not a word, but uh, it's clear. But again, he's young. He was a big-time prospect coming out of high school, took the year off, obviously, and uh, you, you could see the potential. If this guy ever ever gets anything resembling a jump shot, he's going to be dangerous. And he was hitting the big, uh, some big free throws at the end of the game. He made, made his free throws. How about that? Um, how about the, the rebound and no look to Kevin Knox for it's the tough. dunk? It's tough. Yeah, I mean, like that and the, uh, the last play of the game when Dennis Smith Jr. stole the ball and had the dagger hammer off the backboard alley oop to uh, Mitch. That was that was some tough stuff, man. I love seeing that. Uh, it's, it, and, and you know, in, in the win, in such a tough season, uh, it, it's tough for young players to go through this, especially Facts. like all the guys that we had. They're all big prospects, not used to losing, and you could kind of see a drain on them a little bit. Tonight, it looked like they had some fun, and in, in the yeah. middle of the Madison Square Garden, and you, you got to think that you know it gives them a, a little bit of positive going in. Um, and going forward towards the end of the season. Facts. So it's, it's, I mean, listen, man, I, I'm with you. I, I don't want to drop too far out of the, the, the tank. Um, yeah. But Cleveland <laughs> ha- Cleveland having won over the weekend, you know, that, that puts us in, in an okay territory in, in winning this game. And, you know, 18 home losses straight. Hadn't won a home game since December 1st. I mean, listen, man, I, I wanted to see these guys get this win. They came out, they fought hard from the beginning to the end. And listen, this is one of their best wins of the season, man. This is one of their best wins of the season. How about, um, so we got into Mitch. We got into, I mean, another thing I like about Mitch, man, is just if he's not blocking shots, he's altering shots. Like oh, like absolutely. you said, his presence is always felt. You know I mean, what I'm like saying? You, you saw it with LaMarcus Aldridge a lot. Like um, when, when LaMarcus Aldridge was being guarded by like Lance Thomas, who started tonight, I Cannot believe Yo, what I saw. I mean, we could get to him. That I'll let you finish your point, but we got to give Lance's due as well, man. Go ahead. When when, uh, when anybody else was guarding Lamarcus Aldridge, it kind of seemed like he was getting in, getting his way a little bit. He was uh, he was getting disrupted a little bit here and there. I'll, I'll give the Knicks some credit, but I, there, there's nobody more effective in the post right now on defense than, than Mitch Robinson. And uh, he, 
He's a scary sight to see, man. He's 7'1". Like, he is a yep. old 7'1". He could jump 40 inches in the air. Like, what player on the planet wouldn't be afraid to go against him? I think Zion, the monster that he is, would be afraid going against Mitch Robinson in the paint. Money Mitch has arrived, man. Um, so we talked about Dotson. We talked about Mitch. How about DSJ? 19 points. Uh, I believe 14, di- 13 dimes for DSJ tonight. Six rebounds. No turnovers. 8-17 shooting. Um, this was his best game as a Knicks so far, I, th- I think. Complete game. This was a good game by, by uh, I mean, DSJ. I mean, you, you love to see the 13 assists, zero turnovers. Absolutely. He definitely had some plays. I mean, like... Again, that last play with the steals. Off showed the great backboard to Mitch, man. Yeah. Showed some great anticipation on defense. Um, there's just one thing about Dennis Smith yeah. that, that worries me. And it's it, it goes into my point about Dotson a little bit. It might be a good segue into, into getting into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get a little bit worried about the efficiency of Dennis Smith Jr. Like, we know he could get into the lane in the paint, he could finish around the rim. I'm not saying he's an inefficient player, mm-hmm. but in a league that's quickly growing from a um, a perimeter game, it doesn't seem like Dennis Smith Jr. has a consistent enough three point game. He shoots yeah. a lot of these mid range shots, and these uh, and you know he gets in the paint. And when he gets in the paint, it's my favorite. But mm-hmm. the mid range shots kind of drive me a little bit crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just something that I, I like. I, I would like to see him improve. Like yeah, I agree with that. He definitely has to work on his uh, his, his shooting efficiency for sure. Um, tonight he was damn near 50%, uh, one from one from three. I love how he was finding Dotson, man. I love how he was finding Dotson with those driving kicks. Dotson right down the elbow. That's the spot, obviously, um, and knocking those down. DSJ had a great game, man. How about how about Kevin Knox? Kevin Knox along with Dotson. Um, in that first half, he, he they they really put the team on their shoulders, man. Kevin Knox really tried to put a complete game out there tonight, man. I, I was happy with his performance as well. Kevin Knox is is a is a funny guy to me because there's two versions of Kevin Knox, yes. and one I absolutely love, and one I, I can't say I I hate it because he's young and you know he's got a lot of room to grow. But there's the aggressive Kevin Knox, and then there's, like, the little bit yes. of passive Kevin Knox. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a rookie. He's the second youngest guy in the league. So mm-hmm. you got to give him some credit where credit is due there. And uh, hopefully he gets better. But there was one thing that I didn't like about Kevin Knox coming into the draft this year. And watching him at Kentucky last year, he had this move. And I always talk about the move that he had in college that wouldn't translate to the NBA was that when he got into the lane, instead of going in and trying to create contact and trying to get a foul called, he would fade away in the lane and it would always result in a miss. And he does it often, mm. but when he goes strong to the rim, maybe does a spin move, have that little hook in the lane. Yeah. It's a great move. I love to see it. So there's two different versions of Kevin Knox. I just want to see him be more consistent, not necessarily on the stat sheet, He'll have good games. He'll have bad games. He's a young guy. Mm-hmm. I just want him to see, seem consistently aggressive. I need to see the hunger from him more often. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear that. I hear that. Definitely something he needs to work on. Um, but for tonight, hey, listen, man, he, he, he maintained his aggressiveness throughout the game. 48 minutes. You know, yeah. 48 minutes, man. So uh, Knox tonight finished with, let's go to the box score. Knox tonight finished with 19 points, 10 rebounds. Good sign. Got on the boards. One block mm-hmm. shot. 
eight for 18, one for six from three. Obviously, you want to see that uh, improve as well. But well, it happens. Yeah. Give him a pass for it. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Knox um, really helped us set the tone. How about uh, another table setter? I think this guy. I think this guy reads the comments, man. I think Emmanuel Moutier reads the comments <laughs> because in the last game, fans were killing Fisdale. For, for going with Moutier, not going with DSJ. Why are they playing Moutier over the kids? Hey, Moutier set the table, man, with 17 first-half points, man. You know, give credit where credit is due. Moutier was on fire in that first half, man, and, and he really uh, pushed us out to the lead. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you know me. You know my opinions on Moutier. Yeah. I don't think he's part of the future and yada, yada, yada. But yeah. I could go on and on about that. That's yeah. not going to – I'm just talking tonight's game. You know, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm getting to that because yeah, yeah. that doesn't – that, 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 that doesn't count for tonight. Tonight, in the first half, mm-hmm. he, he could have been the best player. He could have went against Stephen Curry and been the best player on the court in the first half. He wasn't missing a shot. Yeah, Moutier he was, was on he fire, was man. He, he, was, he came in the game with a fire lit under him, and uh, he, he looked good. Yeah. But in the second half, definitely cooled down. Only two he, points. He, he fired up the, the tank. He fired up the tank in the second half. You got you to gotta appreciate the self-awareness there. Yeah, he, he fired up the tank in the second half. But Lance Thomas put the brakes on the tank. <laughs> uh, spirited performance by Lance, man. I mean, like I said, you know, he's another one that we like to trash on the show. 16 points, 7 rebounds, 2 for 4 from 3. Um, started tonight with DeAndre Jordan out. Started a- a- along with Von Lee. Didn't see much of Luke Cornett tonight. Didn't see much of uh, of Mario. It was Lance Thomas's uh, game to lose, and yo, he hit his shots. Um, I saw him being real vocal in the huddle. I saw him, you know, really leading leading the troops out there. Lance played well, man. No, I, you know, Lance did okay. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to get that out. It's hard to get that out. My teeth, like I can't. Yeah, can't give compliments. Like it, it's funny because. For anybody that listens to my podcast, they know that my brother and I, we just go back and forth about Lance. He's a big Lance apologist. I'm a big Lance hater. Been a Lance hater for about like five years now. Yeah. He's he's the longest tenured Nick currently. Like yep. He has been on this team longer than The last than of the Mohicans. The last, the last man standing. Oh, my God. It's, an, it's unbelievable. And uh, I just don't know why we keep this guy on our team. He's so trash. But – Every once in a while, he'll have those moments that used to give Phil Jackson, uh, you know, a little, ah, that's my guy right yeah. there. And, uh, he had that tonight, I guess. He, he played pretty good. Lance <laughs> was the uh, the anti-tank uh, in, in, in military terms, the anti-tank. The anti- well, he was the lieutenant general uh, assembling the battle troops on the field. Of the opposition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, man, but uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, Lance had a good game. Um, what else did I like here? Statistically, we shot fifty percent from the field against the Spurs. It's always a good sign. Always a good I sign. Mean- Forty forty-three percent from three. Um, total assists twenty-five. Total assists to six turnovers. The assist to turnover ratio was great. Oh, we we, we killed them in that. The yeah. Spurs. The Spurs looked lost. I, they looked lost. It's actually a testament to our defense. I know that we let up 118 points or whatever, but that's mainly like a a lot of back and forth at the end of the game. Like our defense was actually very solid today. I thought the defense was great. Turnovers today. Uh, The Spurs Spurs couldn't get the ball in the post. Like we we caused a lot of trouble for the Spurs. I I thought the defense was great, man. I thought the rotations were good. I thought that they were playing very spirited ball for 48 minutes, man. Um, They were really getting after it. 
really getting no, no after doubt. it. And, you know, a lot of that was Mitch. I, I thought a lot of that was Mitch. Oh, uh, yeah. He's the energizer bunny in the group. I definitely think that. Yeah. A lot, a lot of sneaker squealing. Knox was getting after it. Dotson. How about Dotson and um and DeRozan having a moment? I was like, let's go, Dotson, man. I like that. I loved I like it, that. man. I loved well, listen, it. Dotson, he, he's a nice guy. I said he's a nice guy, but the guy's fire. He's yeah, competitive. DeRozan's soft, man. DeRozan took umbrage to, to Dot getting rough with him, you know, yeah. getting physical with him. I loved it, man. I, I yeah, the, the, the Rosen has a little bit of soft in him, you know. Like he's yeah. got a soft spot for for the Raptors. He won't speak out against the Raptors, even though they wronged him so yeah. badly. He's too, you know, too nice, like, man. He's too. I'm, he, that's why I'm glad we nice. never got him, man. When we try to, um, I, I, well, they didn't. They weren't too serious after him, but when he was a free agent, um, I, I'm, I'm glad we we never got him. I wasn't I wasn't too high on the Rosen. He's good for the Spurs, but yeah. um, not not too high on the Rosen. Well, any uh. Any perennial all-star would be good with the Spurs. Yeah. Popovich makes everybody better. It's just how it goes. Absolutely, um, absolutely. But, but the, the, the Rosen's nice player. Um, if we got him and we like paired him up with somebody else, I wouldn't have necessarily been bad. But if yeah. you, you think that DeMar DeRozan was coming to the Knicks and being like the end-all, be-all nah, championship contender, you're crazy. That, that would have never happened, man. That that would have never happened. But, um, yeah, that's, that's our takeaways from the game. I mean, like I said in the beginning, whether you're with the tank or you're not with the tank, if you've been following this show game after game, if you've been watching game after game, you gotta you gotta appreciate a, a win every once in a while, Jake. You know what I'm saying? It, it's good for us to to remember uh, what what it's like. Sometimes we get so thirsty and uh and yeah. dehydrated of wins that mm-hmm. we get the taste of it, and then uh, you're like, oh yeah, this is what we compete for. Like this is what we ultimately want. Like the idea of winning is ingrained in us, and yeah. like. We want to get Kevin Durant or whoever in free agency because we want to win. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we lose track of how that's actually accomplished, and it's with hard, gritty basketball. And when you actually see it come to fruition, it does some some good for the soul. True so indeed. And, and on top of that, it was led by the kids, man. On top of that, Absolutely. it was led by the kids. So The, the, the kids and old-ass Lance Thomas. And old-ass Lance. <laughs> the eldest statesman. The captain. The eldest, he's like John McCain in the White House. Can't lose, man. You can't get rid of him, man. R.I.P. Johnny. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, that's it, man. Sunday night, Knicks. Shout out to everybody in the chat. We got over 300 people in both chats. CP from the Knicks Fan TV. My man, Jake Lenick from the Linux Podcast in the building. If you're new to the chat, this is what we do, man. We talk Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and post-game live streams after every game. Taking your phone calls. And uh, and just giving you our reaction, man. This is what it's about. So if you're a diehard Knicks fan, hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, we'll get to our first caller of the night. Let's go to the phones. Who's up first? Will from L.I. Wants to talk about the game tonight. He says he's happy about the win. Will, what's going on, man? Let, let me tell you, y'all. This is why I'm a Knicks fan, okay? This team tonight had guts. This team tonight had passion, desire. This is why I'm a Knicks fan, okay? Yeah. And it's been this has been a tough season, man. This has been a tough season, okay? True. I got my teacher calling me out in the middle of class and me wearing a Knicks hat. He got Q <laughs> trying to go out with his lady and then the comedians calling him out. Yo, let me tell you what happened. To, like, today, yo, I'm at my house and my girl calls me. She's like, oh, babe, let's go out. I'm just like, nah, I can't. I got the Knicks game. And then she tells me why. They're just going to lose anyway. And I was like, you know what? All right, baby, I'm not going out. 
I'm over here FaceTiming her while I'm watching the game. We're both watching it. <laughs> now she's over here hollering and screaming and all this stuff. I'm just like, what am I talking about? Like, listen, this is why I'm a Knicks fan. This team this is, had this, it, man. this team had yeah. desire. Everybody was out here. Even Moody was out here. I respect it all. I love this win, especially against the Spurs. Listen, when you guys do the player ratings, I, I want to see some tags. Yeah, I don't know who you will give a tag. <laughs> I didn't see some tags. Okay, don't be stingy with this. Hey, guy, right? the man on the screen right now guy. is, is going to get the ten, man. And, and appreciate the call, Will. I, I don't know if Will was happy that we won or that his, his lady still stuck by him for for ditching her for the game, Jake. I don't know, man. I, I, I think uh, I, I think I have a different take on the whole situation. I think that he's happy that he proved his girl girl wrong. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I always got a satisfaction from that when I used to be with my girl. So true, that was cool. True indeed, man. True. <laughs> Indeed, but uh, Will's happy, man. Hey, listen, like I said, um, whether you with the tank or not, it, it was it was good to see. Good to see that you could actually go through a full game and actually, you know, uh, not regret it at the end. Um, JJ from Brooklyn, what's good? He wants to talk about DSJ uh, and whether he's the point guard of the future. What? JJ, what's Hello? good, bro? Yep. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing, man? Good, man. How you what's feeling, up? bro? What's up? Pretty good. I just want to ask real quick about Dennis Smith. Do you guys say, oh, we don't need to try and sign Kyrie or draft the Moran, or do you just look at Smith as like a trade chip? What do you think? Sorry. Well, I would say this. I would say the number one target this offseason, um, depending on where you are with it, is obviously Kevin Durant. Some of you might say it's Ka- Kawhi Leonard. I think that if they are going to go that route, I, th- I think you do need to try to get a Kyrie Irving because, like I say, Jake, if you're going to go after KD, your timetable is when now. It's, it's not about development anymore. Yeah. You're trying to put the pieces out there that's going to help you win. Well, I think that there's yeah. like a... So then you would trade Smith, obviously, right? You would try. If you, if you, if you had a chance to get DSJ. a Kyrie, then yeah, you would have to trade DSJ as a chip. The, 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 I, I, agree, I agree with right, that right. mindset that like if you go after KD, you're definitely competing for now. KD's not coming to New York to not compete for a championship. That's just not going to happen. And if he thinks that it's like still rebuild mode in New York, he's not coming to New York, plain and simple. So if you get KD, it's it's winning. Yeah, nobody's coming by themselves. You know, it's going to be a yeah, two, you know nah, package. No you know, way. two guys coming together. Um, there, there's definitely no shot of that. But I, I've been on the train saying that, like, you, you know, it, it, after the Kristaps trade, you need to uh, you, you need to land either KD or Kawhi because those are the guys in free agency that are clearly better than Kristaps and make that trade clearing up cap space worth it. Yeah. So if we end up with one of those two, great, dandy, awesome. The thing that I've been torn on, and it's something I uh, proposed to CP uh, pre-show, is uh, w- what do you think about this? If I said that I would prefer Kemba Walker over Kyrie Irving because he doesn't have no. the injury issues and they have very similar games, is that the hottest take ever, or am I J- not that crazy? J- JJ, get at him, man. What do you say? What do you say to that, JJ? No, Kemba, uh, no, man. I can't, I'd rather not even spend – if I don't get you know Kawhi, Kyrie, Durant, uh, I'd rather I'd rather just keep the cap space for whenever you know the you better prices. Right? I don't want to spend it on Kemba or Tobias. Harris. No offense, those guys well, are good well, players, but I don't want to be me, a six seed. You yeah. know, well, let me ask, let me ask the whole you thing, man. But let me ask you this: When you factor in Kemba's game, first of all, he's putting up six stats. The guy's an all star. He's unbelievable. He doesn't have the injury history that Kyrie Irving has. 
and he also keeps his mouth shut, which is yeah. good for New York. He doesn't have the media problems that Kyrie. I, I would take Ken Love if we got a Kawhi uh, or KD. I would take that duo. I yeah. would take that. Over, That's you know. what I'm okay. saying. Like, yeah. but I'm I would saying, probably like, do that. Yeah, I, I and also you know. I, I think I speak for all New Yorkers that Kemba in a Knicks jersey just gets my New York brain just like yeah. rumbling. Like, no, it would crazy. be. It, it would be, man. And and I get I get the um, the apprehension of going after Kyrie Irving. I definitely get it. That was my apprehension as well in the beginning of the year. I just think, like I said, I just think if you're gonna go after KD, then you're trying to build a a, a competitor, a win now team now. Um, doesn't mean that DSJ can't be a, a a backup point guard if you do get a Kyrie or even a Kemba. But I I think if you, like I said, if you're gonna go after KD, then you almost make DSJ almost a backup plan. You, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's a way to to have all that talent on your team and compete now while also developing a system. I mean, the Spurs yeah. did it for years doing that. I mean. Um, well, while they had uh, Tim Duncan and Manu and uh, and Tony Parker, they were bringing up guys like Kawhi and Kyle Anderson and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Jonathan Simmons. And, like, some of these guys didn't pan out, but they still had a decent little farm system going for them underneath the, the old guns that were competing for championships. So there's a way to, to do both at the same time. kind of transition. Usually, I hear that. Exactly. Yeah, I hear and that's that. usually what good organizations do. Yeah. I hear that. That I mean, listen, that that'd be nice. I'm I wouldn't bail on DSJ. Like I said, to me, if if we strike out in free agency, I, I'd I'd probably rather go with DSJ than um, go with another point guard in the draft. Um, it, it, like I said, if if we're gonna strike out in free agency, I, I would just rock with DSJ and try to develop him. Uh, oh, let's no go. Doubt. Let's go back to the phones. Nate from Rochester wants to talk about the game and sustainable success. Nate, how you feeling, bro? Ew. How you feeling, bro? Uh, I'm great. Um, with the uh, game tonight, I just kind of want to touch on, like, how we got contributions from, like, all of our young guys in ways that, like, I feel like something that we can build on. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you look at our games in, like, earlier in the season from, like, our other 11 wins, a lot of it would just be, like, Moody or, like, even, like, Trier or Tamari would just go in nuclear. And they would just win off of ISO balls and having, like, ridiculous games. But, like... You look at today and like we got contributions from Dash shooting from the three. Mitchell was playing defense down low and yeah. like DSJ was like dishing the ball and like all of that I feel is like something they can do on a consistent basis. Like there's no reason why DSJ can't get to the paint and get a bunch of assists or like Mitch can't just like get rebounds and get blocks all the time. Uh-huh. All the time. And that's why I feel like we like Mitch so much because like he does that on a night to night basis and it seems like effortless for him almost. Like he just doesn't have to like think about it. And, and, and like, I think that's just something that started. we can build on. He, he's just getting just, like, started. Keep this looking is, at This is all off a of raw ability. This is just off a of raw ability. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's not a really refined basketball player yet, Facts. which is the scary part. I that's mean, the scary part. It, it, he's got such a high ceiling, man. Mm-hmm. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch can be a, a very good player for a very long time. And the, the, I, I'd say one of the better parts about Mitch Robinson is like, He's a big, big guy, but he doesn't move like a big, big guy. He doesn't have, like, that limp yeah. to him that big guys have. That you kind of saw in Kristaps a little bit, like, when he would run, mm-hmm. he would have that stagger step. Mitch is light on his feet, too. And that kind of bodes well for his knees and his ankles and all those problems that big men run into. So I think that the longevity of his career is real, and I think that he could be a good piece for a pretty long time. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't catch those nagging injuries, man, but – um. You know, to, to Nate's point, you, uh, you got to like how this was led by the young boys today, man. And they moved the ball well. They shared the ball well. 
Uh, like I said, like we said, 25 team assists. The defense was, was solid out there. I mean, this is a Spurs, man. This, this, was a, this was a good game. This was a quality win. Quality All right. win. I think I'm ready to bring up my question now, though. Right. I, I I hinted at it a little bit earlier, but uh, okay. I, I kind of I kind of can't hold it in anymore. So I talked right. about the efficiency aspect of uh, of the Knicks and Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. and like how he doesn't expand the range to three pointers, even though that's where the league goes. Mm-hmm. Still not discounting. He's a very very good player. There's a lot of room to grow. He's still incredibly young, and he can develop that shot, and that's all good and dandy. But I do get a little bit worried because there's two guys that we rely on very heavily that don't really expand the range. I'm talking about Dennis Smith Jr. and Iso Zoe. Mm-hmm. Iso Zoe loves that mid-range, and you can't discount the fact that he loves to create his own shot, which is also a great skill to have in the NBA. So let's leave Dennis Smith Jr. out of the conversation, because we kind of invested a lot into him by now, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep him for the long haul, and we, I'm okay with trying to see him develop. But gun to head, if you had to choose between Isozo and Dotson, who are you choosing? Oof. Dotson. 100%. Um, right now, I got to go Dot Definitely because um, overall better defender. Mm-hmm. See, more, I, that, more proficient, more efficient from three-point three land for sure. See, that's the way I see it, man. Like, yeah. I think that a lot of people are very high on ISO, and I am too. I think ISO is a great player. Mm-hmm. But I think that we should we should really get into Dotson more because Dotson has a very efficient game. He can He's a catch-and-shoot shooter from three. Mm-hmm. He's a good 3-and-D player, which is such a valuable skill. He's long and lanky. He's got good size. Um, he, he, he probably would have been a, a, border, a borderline first-round pick if he didn't run into some problems in yeah, college. true. Uh, all that transferring nonsense that happened. True, but uh, but I, I think Dotson's the guy. I think that he's a ticket for us. And uh, if the Knicks are smart, they'll keep him. They'll use him, and they'll. He's kind of. He kind of reminds me. I mean, this is a stretch. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about all stars now. But he kind of reminds me of like a poor man's Clay Thompson. The way he gets that. Shot uh, when, no, no, Jake. No way, man. No way. Pre- appreciate the call. poor man's. All right, relax. Clay's. Clay's a, uh, I mean, uh, listen, Dotson can shoot it now. Don't get me wrong. He had a, he had a nice, nice night tonight, but Clay's an assassin. That, that's well, I different... know he's an assassin. I'm just saying, I'm not saying he is Clay. I yeah. don't want to get that blown out of proportion. I'm saying that his game resembles a guy that is like Clay. He can, he's a catch and shoot three point shooter like Clay is. He doesn't take a lot of dribbles. He gets the shot off quick and he can yeah. also hustle back and play some defense for you like Mm -hmm. clay thompson is the superstar version of what damian dotson is and damian dotson is like the good average type of the dollar tree clay thompson (laughs) exactly exactly sells sells said the homeless man's clay thompson (laughs) oh man not a good question though i mean between dot and zoe you know um i still thought you know i I think iso's game is coming along man i still think he's got some room to grow um, but I think as this team improves, man, I've been saying this, that Dotson is going to help us. Dotson is going to help us, man. Nah, Dotson's nice. Uh, I love Dotson. Uh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. This is Nick's Post Game Live, the number one post game show for the fans, by the fans. If you're new in the chat, give me a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out tonight. Um, shout out my regulars in the chat. Let's see who's in there. Uh, Ernesto, what's going on? Cochise, Jamal Simpson, CHT Williams, CP the Artist, Paul White, what's going on? What's going on, Shells? We got Charles Barkley in the building. Shout out to, uh, Sir Charles in here. 
Ronil Moody, what's going on, Ronil? Viva La Vegas. Y'all see Spike won. Spike Spike came. Spike is leaving the Oscars a winner. He may not win Best Director. I don't know who won that yet, but uh, uh, Black Landsman won Best Best Adaptive Screenplay. So shout out to Spike. It's a great movie. I would definitely recommend seeing. I it. haven't even seen it yet, bro. I, I, I gotta, I gotta you're, see you're that. Missing out. You gotta, you gotta check that out. It was so good. Yeah, man, I gotta see I that. Mean, I mean, all, all of Spike's movies are classic. Love it. But, uh, love but, uh, but, but, but is is Spike a, a fake fan because he decided to go to the Oscars instead of the Nick game? Yeah, no, Spike is busy, man. <laughs> Spike is a busy guy, man. You, you know, you know, he would be there when he he would be there when he can. Uh, but, but you know, he's he's on that Oscar circuit, so he's got to do what he got to do. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out some yeah. of the new guys. Kevin Koga, what's going on? CH, what's going on? Um, I Stay Droopy is new. Shout out to I Stay Droopy. Louis Lopez checking in from Puerto Rico. Uh, who else is in here? Uh, that- I, I just checked in on the on the chat real quick, and mm-hmm. somebody just said they treated her better than Ewing, and I couldn't agree more. <laughs> they sure did. Her's the company man. They sure did. I don't. I haven't seen her in a while, man. I haven't seen her in a while. Listen, he, he he did his part for the franchise. They're probably paying him millions to to retire. It's like a pension, you know. After yeah. you uh you retire from the cops or something, you serve your time. They just pay you uh, to keep on existing, which is what Herb Williams does with the Knicks. Herb Herb was Teflon, man. <laughs> Herb, Herb, man. Herb was Teflon. Herb Herb outlasted tons of coaches, man. Tons of coaches. I mean, he, he was uh, the original, I, I can't say the original version of the cockroach who just kept on living because Steve Mills was there the whole time. Absolutely but he, he was something like that. He, he, you know, while everybody else kept on getting uh, moved along, Herb was staying strong in the uh, Knicks organization. Facts. Somebody said Samuel L. called out uh, called out the Knicks at the Oscars. That's what's up. Shout out Samuel L., another one of my favorite actors. Um Let's take a look at the box score, Jake. Let's take a look at the box score. Let's Do go it. to our player rating. Shout out everybody in the chat. If you guys want to call in, the phone lines are up. 657-383-1509. Call us up. Let us know what you thought about the game, man. Also, shout out to everybody who came in um, yesterday, Jake. We had Spencer from the front office eye from the Stepian. He's an NBA scout. Uh, came oh, in wow. and gave us his early his early um, top five big board for the draft. So if you guys That's haven't awesome. seen it, I, I put a link to the videos up here, uh, the little eye icon on the right hand side of your screen. Click that, and you can see uh, the, the the recording that we did with Spencer from the front office eye. We had a real good show. I've I've been working all weekend, but I'll check that out when I can because yeah. I'm very interested in that. Definitely, man. Definitely. I, mean, we'll, we'll... I, I, I got my big board rocking right now, so uh, all right. if you need some input. Yeah, man. We're, we're going to do some more draft shows for sure as, as the season um, winds down as well as, as as we get into March Madness as well. I got you. All right. Let's see where we at here. Okay, Jake. Give me your... Who are your three stars of the night? We could actually say stars tonight because they actually yeah, played. Right. They actually played a good game. Give me, give me your three stars of the night, man. Where are you starting off? It's a I tough. Mean, one. Uh, there's three that stand out. I, All I, right, who's your third? I, I, who's your I'll, third? I'll give my. I'll, I'll give the uh, the honorable mention the Moody. A. I'll give him the credit where credit is due. Okay. That, that first half was incredible. But I'm not putting him in my three stars. He's the honorable mention. Honorable mention. Okay. Okay. Coming in at number three for me is going to be Dennis Smith Jr. Like you said, just like it's a very pretty stat line. You know, 13 assists, zero turnovers. Just, you know, the, the instincts were on display. He, 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 he saw what was going on. But the one 
knock I got on him is that he he bails out on that mid-range shot too much. I like to see him expand his game a little bit, but mm-hmm. hopefully that comes with time. So Dennis Smith is in third. Number two for me is going to be Mitch Robinson. Okay. You know, just his presence on the court is felt, and, you know, the stats back him up. Five for seven, 15 points. Making the free throws down the stretch were huge. 14 boards, five five blocks. Like, he, he puts up five block games. Mitch, like please. Like, 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 everybody could just get five blocks. Yep. Like, it's comes. I mean, how, how many minutes did he play? He played, uh, all right, he played 30 minutes. 30 minutes blocks. tonight. 30 minutes is crazy. And then num- number one, I got to put Dodson. Dodson was crazy. Yeah. Eight, eight from 13 from downtown. He, he was constantly, and if, when, when, when we needed the big shots, he always seemed to come through for us. And, uh, yeah, Dodson was the star of the night. For me. I agree. I, I agree, man. Um, let's see where I'm going here. I'm going to go the same. I think I'm going to go the same. I think... Honorable mention, definitely Moutier. Set the tone for 17 first half points. He was excellent. 8 for 10 shooting, 3 of 5 from, from three-point land. You know, give no, credit where credit is due. He turned the game around the first half. He did. He, the control. He did. He did. So I'll give him that honorable mention. Third star. I'm going to go with DSJ as well. 19 points, 13 dimes, no turnovers. 8 of 17 from the field. Got Mitch involved. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. Got um, Dotson, found found Dotson on those elbow threes almost every time. He was excellent. He, he was excellent. Um, second, definitely Mitch. Five of seven from the field. Five of seven free throws for Mitch. 14 Gotta boards. 14 boards, five block shots. Um, I, mean, look, I mean, let's look at these, these numbers for Mitch, especially on the boards. His last few games. Um, our Minnesota game didn't didn't really play too well. That was that was an off night for Mitch. The Atlanta game seven boards. The Philly game thirteen boards. Eight boards against Cleveland. Seven against Toronto. Six against Detroit. Ten against Detroit. Eight against Boston. Seven against Dallas. His 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 rebounding numbers are moving up, man. Uh, all, yeah, the the rebounding is becoming a crazy, crazy thing. And the yep. more comfortable he gets to the floor, a better feel he gets for the ball jumping off the rim. He'll get better at that. But uh, one of the best parts about the rebounding that may get overlooked at a certain point was the offensive rebounds. He got six offensive rebounds tonight. And towards the end of the game, it looked like the Knicks were getting all the second chance points. And I always go back to like the early 2000s when the Knicks were just but like they just stunk and every single night it seemed like we were getting out rebounded and most importantly we couldn't get a defensive rebound ever and it used to drive me crazy I used to throw things against the wall because the other teams were getting offensive rebounds second chance points and these guys are professional NBA players these guys are damn near perfect on the floor if you give them a second chance they're going to score and it's the same with the Knicks. The Knicks may stink right now, but they're still professional basketball players. You give them two shots at a 24-second shot clock and then a 14-second shot clock, mm-hmm. chances are you're going to put points on the board, and it showed tonight. And, you know, the, the offensive rebounding uh, really helped. Yep. Especially down the stretch. Down the stretch, we, we were unstoppable because every time we missed, Mitch was there to, to corral the rebound and uh, give us another second chance, which was big. Six offensive rebounds from Money Mitch, a.k.a. Mitch, please. Mitchell Robinson. Steal, man. Absolute steal, man. Thank, thank you, Scott Perry, for that pickup because it's only going to get better. Um, and then number one, whole team dot. 
once again, started the game off hot for us and finished hot. Eight three-pointers, a career high for Dotson. 27 points. Um, excellent defense, you know. Uh, you know, the, uh, listen, I, I, I wouldn't say excellent effort, 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 effort. I mean, DeMar DeRozan is DeMar DeRozan. We know that. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to lock him down. But I, I, I liked I liked Dotson's presence out there. I, th- I thought he had a good presence about him. And with that, I... I think I think his performance was a ten worthy man. I'm with you on that. I think that. his I, performance was I, a, a worthy ten. I mean, like, if we're measuring everybody on the same scale, his performance, like, if you're saying like Steph Curry had his game, I would still say that that game was pretty damn close to being like a nine point five. Yeah, at, at a superstar level mm-hmm. because. Not, not only was he scoring in bunches, he was scoring efficiently. He didn't turn the ball over. He was playing good defense on DeMar DeRozan. He was a clear reason why we won tonight. Like, yeah. he stepped up in a major, major way. He borderline outplayed DeMar DeRozan, who's an all-star. Sure and, you know, like, he, he played great tonight. So, yeah. but, but if we're measuring him at on, on the Knicks scale, where we don't have a superstar and no all-stars or anything like that, um, yeah, I, I would definitely put Dotson at a, at a hard 10 tonight. I, I couldn't ask for much more than that for Dots. Yeah, I'm I'm going ten for Dot. June June one in the chat said every every once in a while we we steal a win from the Spurs, and he's right. Every, even in all our losing over these last twenty years, every once in a while we get a nice one against the Spurs. Well, you know, so, Popovich is a little cocky. He probably yeah. uh, walks into Nick games and he's just like, all right, guys. He he knows how to take nights off. He knows yeah, how to take nights exactly. off. And you know what? He probably uses a, a, as fire for the flame. He's just like, you guys are pathetic. You lost to the Knicks, and then it sparks like a seven-game winning streak against good teams. Absolutely, so. man. <laughs> um, speaking of tens, I, I got to give DSJ a nine-nine-and-a-half, man. I got to give GSJ a nine-nine-and-a-half because, um, like I said, the, the numbers speak for themselves, and I thought he did an excellent job getting us involved, man. 13 dimes. I thought he did an excellent job on the offense tonight, man. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go around there, too. I'll probably I'll give him a 9.2. You said 9.9.5, nine I'll yeah. give him a 9.2. I'll cut the difference. Um, yeah, it it's just comes down. You know, he gets bumped down about a .8 of a point because of that mid-range shot. I need, I need to see that less. I need, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I need to see more. Like, even if he's shooting the ball more, shooting more three-point attempts, it's something that I want to see because it means that he's adapting. I just don't want to see that mid-range shot because it's, it's a shot that's going extinct because it's it's a very inefficient shot. It doesn't put points on the board and usually takes away from your, your the, the overall game. So. Yeah. That, that's the reason why I'm going to bump him down. But other than that, Dennis Smith had a beautiful game. Beautiful game by DSJ. Uh, how about Mitch? What are you giving Mitch tonight? Mitch? I mean, uh, Dennis Smith got the 9.2. Dot got the 10, and he was the uh, second star. Let's put Mitch in a 9.7. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I give Mitch a 9 as well, man. I give Mitch a 9 as well. Like I said, it's a quality victory, quality opponent. And um, I thought Mitch was was highly impactful in the game tonight, so I'm, yeah. I'm definitely gonna go go in with Mitch, man. And yeah, this was no. listen, this was a game that the Spurs needed. The Spurs need this game, man. I oh, mean, absolutely. That 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 yeah. eighth spot, that that seven to ten race in the West is getting pretty hot. Low key, the Kings are looking pretty good right now. I mean, yeah, they're a fun team to watch too. Bagley's turning into a stud. Um, and you know, uh, my boy LeBron is currently sinking. That ship be sinking. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, we we know you the anti LeBron. We know that, man. We, we so, know that. Uh, I, I'm having a blast watching that that yeah. lower uh, West race, but uh, 
you know, again, you got to take this win with a, just like a little grain of salt because I'm not sure how many Knicks fans have been watching the Suns. I've been keeping my eye on the Suns like pretty hard. They're not winning anytime soon. They're getting blown out by the Hawks. They're getting blown out by the Cavs. They're not even like remotely close to even looking like they're trying to win. They know what they're doing right now. So we need to, you know, this win was nice. Cut the streak from yeah. uh, the, the, the home losses. But let's get back on the tank. It was nice to see the win. Let's get back on the tank. Let's keep our eye on the prize. You know, high draft pick. We don't want to fall to that seven pick because that would be the worst case Sun, scenario. Suns tank is a formidable tank, man. Um, what's your rating for? What's your rating for Lance tonight? What are you gonna give Lance tonight? My God, are you really doing this to me? <laughs> hey, I You're thought it was solid. Lance, Lance deserves a solid eight, man. I, seven, I, eight. Lance deserves a solid, I'll, solid eight. I'll, I'll, I'll give him the seven. I'll give him the okay. seven. Just because I don't think he belongs on the floor. But for, for Lance, he gets a 15. That was like the greatest game I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. that was um, a good game for Lance, man. That was probably no, his Lance, best game since he'd been here. Listen, he, he he played 30 minutes, 16 points. He had very efficient shooting. Two for four from downtown and uh, seven for 13 overall. Four, uh, seven rebounds, one assist, no turnovers. And also another thing that I like about Lance is like he's expendable and he knows that. So he gets five fouls. You know, he starts to, he to increase. Bullets. Yeah, he increases the physicality of the game, which kind of gets in the opponent's head a little bit. Yeah, I still don't think he belongs on a, on a roster. <laughs> the NBA, but that being said, you know, he, he played well tonight. I'll, I'll give him some credit. Faxos, Shout out to Lance. And lastly, uh, where are you going with Moutier? Moutier, uh, Moutier will get an 8.5 from me. Uh, okay. that, that, fir- that first half, he was literally like, a, he, he was a superstar. He couldn't miss. He, he even had that heat check from like 35. Yeah, <laughs> the heat check. I, 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 I laughed it off because I'm like, I, I, at this point, like, it's almost like, okay, if we lose, we lose. But like, at this point, let Moutier do his thing. Like, it doesn't Bro, really the, matter. The heat check, he thought he was Steph Curry, man. I was cracking up. I said on Twitter he was going for the MJ shrug with, with that yeah. heat check in the first quarter, man. <laughs> he shouted from Popovich, from where Popovich was sitting. Yeah. Crazy. No, that, 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 that was the point. He crossed over, stepped back, fade away from 35 <laughs> feet out. I'm like, wow, Moody. Moody thought he was Trey Burke. I don't he know. He was feeling man. himself. He was definitely feeling himself. He I like I, I, I like seeing it. I like seeing it. Yeah, he, he was feeling it, man. But that that was all player ratings. Finally get a, a win for some player ratings. Three stars of the night. What do you guys think? Um, we see some ratings coming through in the chat. Uh, HB Mac is Moody at 8.5. Uh, somebody said that's the best game they've ever seen Lance play. I said that too. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely, man. Lance Lance was great tonight, man. Nah, um, he, he definitely looked like an NBA player tonight. Once in a while, once in a blue moon, even the sorriest sucker could do it. Lance, Lance blew up the tank, man. Uh, Big Stack Henry says DSJ bald. Ian Coleman, DSJ best point guard we had since Jason Kidd. Um, Keith Sinclair is one that said uh, the best game he's ever seen Lance play. Yeah, listen, Lance played a good one, man. Lance played a good one. Uh, once again, shout out everybody in the chat. This is the reset post game live CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man Jake Lenick from the Nick of Time show, uh, representing Jay Ellis, but from the Lenick's <laughs> podcast. From the uh, Knicks listen, podcast. I, I start. I, Jay Ellis is still my boy, but I'm I'm not the Nick of Time show. I'm the Lennox podcast. The Lennox but. podcast. <laughs> Uh, standing in for the Nick of Time show, Jay Ellis is doing his podcast. So shout out Jay Ellis. He always Jay Ellis always misses a good win. I feel like I I feel like I'm bad for the tank. I feel like I've been on this show uh, for like three or four post games. I'm good games. Sure we won, 
I'm, I'm pretty sure we won two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you were here. Yeah, I, f- I forgot which games you was here, actually. But I, I, I wasn't here for the last win against Cavs, but the win before that, like the however much we lost, I think 14 games in a row. I think I was there for the 14th game where we won. Yeah, uh, absolutely, man. I think we got the Cavs coming up as well. So we'll see uh, Knicks tank versus Cavs tank. Who's going down? Um, uh, the, the Cavs, uh, the Cavs are looking kind of nice right now. I mean, they just got Kevin Love back. Uh, yeah, good. They, they, they still got one and a half games on us, and as uh, as everybody can see, the Knicks winning one and a half games is a. Uh, I mean, no, they 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 they're up two games on us, and us winning two games is Let's like a miracle. Out. But you know, anything can happen. I, I keep going back, and I was talking to you about this pre-show as well, CP. Mm-hmm. Flashback to 2015. I know, like. Ever since the trade, everybody's off the KP bandwagon and everything. But if you remember, we were in a very close battle with uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves coming down at the end of that season for the worst yep. uh, record in the league. And we, we were down, and we were down one game on them going into the last three games. And we ended up winning two of our last three games. Lost and then, the of course, we lost man. the tiebreak. I mean, that was the lock of the century. You had to know as a Knicks fan that we were that, that was the. That what was worse, that or Maurice Endor? Was that the same one? That was the same year. No, that was the same year. Yeah, Maurice Endor, the Michael Jordan, uh, the mid-range jump shot over uh, his, uh, his, over the Utah Jazz, his like parting gift for the Knicks fans, and I think his last game. No, or did he go to Dallas after that? I forgot. Uh, but, he, uh, he he's had a couple stops here and there, but yeah. he that that was his that was his thing, man. He uh, he hit that shot and just left us. You know, we, we we had KP. We could have had Carl Towns, and I, I feel like Nick fans probably would have been happy right. with Carl Towns. So, but either way, I mean, like we we want to help our situation as best possible because the Knicks somehow always find a way to blow up the tank in a very major some, somehow some way. And right now we are uh, one and a half games behind the Suns, twelve and forty-eight, a formidable twelve and forty-eight, sixty games in, twenty-two left to play. Suns are eleven and fifty. Cleveland is uh, fourteen and forty-six. Two games behind us. It's crazy that we're sixty games in already. Sixty like games in, man. Hard. Yeah, season season goes by fast. Um, Jaden Diaz says thoughts on the final dunk with Mitchell Robinson. I thought it was amazing. I thought if it was, it was the amazing. Dun- if, it, if it was the dunk contest, what would you give it, Cipe? Oh, what the the lob off the backboard? Yeah. Um, I give it a forty-five. 45? Yeah, I give it a 45. I'll give it a 43. I give it a 45. I'll give it a 43. But that's dunk contest. In game, that's a hard In game, yeah. In game is a 50. In in, in game, that's a hard Any off the backboard, anything dunk slam, especially with the emphasis that Mitch Robinson brings. Yeah, that was a 50 in game for sure. Facts. All facts, man. Um, yeah, if you guys want to call in, phone lines are up, 657-383-1509. Let's, uh, tonight is a night also we're going to be giving away... This Knicks fitted hat, courtesy of Statement Games, courtesy of the Post Game Live Show, uh, Knicks Fan TV and Nick of Time Show. Let me uh, pull up the winners right now. The hat is fire. Yeah, yeah the hat is nice, man. Shout out to Shells for uh, for donating. Uh, Shells has been supporting us all year with the, with the giveaways. Uh, so shout out to Shells for that. All right, let me pull up the um, the contest information. I'll pull up some questions too in the chat. Shout out to uh, to Knicks Fan TV Dave for sending out the the questions. Um, here's a question for you, Jake. Uh, 
Let's see. Question for you, Jake. Uh, Lee42806 says, with Kyrie coming in, coming up in free agency, should the Knicks try to sign him or keep and develop DSJ? Oh, I think that if you get a chance to sign Kyrie, you, you, I mean, it, yeah, you, you got to try and sign Kyrie. Um, but I think that it does, like, you can get Kyrie and it still wouldn't really be the full potential of what it could be. You need it's mm-hmm. so important that we get KD or Kawhi at this point. And it's such high hopes, which is part of the reason why I wasn't thrilled about the trade because we're once again, banking on uh, cap space and free agency. Yeah. But again, like I'm hoping for once that it was a savvy move by our front office. They got tipped off by somebody saying that, you know, somebody big's coming our way, but I, I just hope that it's bigger than Kyrie. I hope Kyrie is a supplemental piece. I think that if you get Kyrie, It'll be electric. It'll be fun to watch him, but he's not bringing us to the championship. Uh, he, he'll make us a playoff team, but he he's not going to be like better. If it's just Kyrie and all, all of our young guys. No, no, uh, it's not the it's move. Not gonna be, it's not going to be better than like the mellow not years the or move. anything like that. No, but, oh. uh, but, oh, but he can yeah. pair up nicely with Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, they, they could complement each other well. It would be kind of nice to see. Uh, only um, way I'm bailing on the development tanks is if we're getting two, two of these guys. If we're getting KD and Kawhi, if we're getting KD and, and Kyrie, that's the only way I'm bailing on this thing. But on, So on, if, if you don't get KD and Kawhi, you're like... I'm just good. Lock up, just lock up the cap space. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want, I don't want anything, man. I'm good. I'm, not, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, I don't think that we should go on a spending spree just to, to get nah. players, which is something that the Knicks have done in the past. I don't want to do that. We all know. Um, yeah, no, spending money just to spend money is no good. That's yeah. why I think that getting KD and Kawhi is so important. Yeah, so, I, I don't want to do that. So I, I'm with you on that. Do. But uh, again, it would be fun to see Kyrie or Kemba for that uh, for that matter um, in a Knicks jersey. It would be fun to watch. But they're not bringing us to the promised land alone. We need one of those, yeah. uh, you know, elite guys, KD or Kawhi. Definitely, I, I agree on that. I definitely agree on that. Um, okay. Let me get into this contest real quick, and we'll, we'll get back to you guys. If you guys want to call in, once again, the number is 657-383-1509. If not, you could also submit a question. Dave should be submitted a link to the uh, the Q&A if you guys want to ask a question and and not call in. All right, Jake, here is the, uh, the contest announcement. Four statement games. For the hat? For the hat. Nice, nice. All right, here we go. Is it too late to enter myself in it? Or? Too, you, you got until tip off, tip off, every tip off to to answer. Pause. But um, yeah, it, it's until the tip, the seven thirty tip, or whenever uh, the game starts that you have to submit. All right, let me announce the winners right now. Okay, so we had four contests. We have four contests. The uh, the winner of contest one. They call me Tack. Come on down. They call me Tack. Wins an NBA store gift card. And he'll also have his name submitted for the hat. Blake21 also finishes as a finalist. Odysseon also finishes as a finalist for the hat. Contest 2, Nostra Thomas and NYNS Motor, Mo- Motor Mouth tied at 49 points. Perfect game is 55 points. Um, these two tied up, so they both go home with the NBA store gift card. So congratulations to you. And uh, Ryan Lerman joins that group in the final final three for the hat as well. 
contest three, and you're able to play more than once, Jake. You're able to play more than one time. So, all right. Some of these guys took advantage of it. Ryan Lerman wins contest three. He goes home with an NBA store gift card. Um, Odision and LT Butkus three four five seven. I didn't want to say that name, but they finished as the final three. Who uh, will go into the runnings for the hat? Contest four. Ryan Lerman wins again. So he goes home with two NBA store gift cards. T Williams, who's been a consistent winner on this show, goes home with an NBA store gift card. And uh, Odision once again finishes in, in the final three. So I'm gonna take these names. I'm gonna put them in the uh, the name picker ninja. As we usually do. And uh, we're going to find out who's going home with it, man. Let's go. Let's go. Who wants his hat? All right. Let me uh, back this up a little bit. Let me get rid of these fake names. I'm going to put the names in there. Shout out to uh, Nick Ray's Statement Games. Shout out to uh, Mark Salino's Statement Games. All right, Nick. Here we go. The winner. Oh, Oh, the Knicks fitted hat. I'm gonna click go, and here it is. The name picker is gonna pick, and he picks. They call me Tack. Is Tack. going home <laughs> with the Knicks fitted hat. Congratulations to Tack. And he's also he's actually watching on the Nick of Time show. Tack Tack left this show. He he doesn't mess with Knicks fan TV anymore. He's he's a moderator of Nick of Time show. I, I still see him in the chat. He's all pumped up about yeah. uh, even getting his name drawn in the first place. Yeah, but now that he won, he's about to be lit. So, so Tack goes home with an NBA store gift card and this fitted hat. Congratulations to Tack. I don't know if we got to send it to Hawaii or send it to uh, <laughs> to Oakland, but uh, Statement Games pays for that, so I don't got to worry about that. Shout out to Nick from Statement Games. Congratulations to Tack. Congratulations to T. Williams for once again claiming a NBA store gift card. And, uh, yeah, man. Hey, listen, I told you guys to play. I tell people all the time, it's free to play. You can play multiple times. There's really no losing in this, man. There's really no losing. T. Williams will tell you. I think we had to pay T. Williams at least a hundred and so dollars, a couple gift cards. You know, T. Williams racked up, man. So congratulations to, uh, to everybody who came out a winner. And um, we got another prize. I got a jacket coming up. We'll do the jacket at some point. Might have to go against me for that jacket. Yeah, yeah. The jacket. The jacket is nice, man. I'm looking at the jacket right now, man. And a, a nice uh, spring weather jacket never hurt nobody. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. Simmerjit Singh says people be doubting the game. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. People think it's like some sort of like hocus pocus. It, 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 it's all it's all simple, man. It's all simple. Whenever we play statement games, I break it down for you guys all the time. All you got to do, statement games are prop bets. You go to statementgames.com. You create your free account. They have other leagues and other games that you could play. It's not just basketball. Football season was cracking. And T. Williams cleaned up during football season. And, um, yeah, that's all you got to do. You, you just got to rank your statements from 10 to 1. 10 being uh, the, the prediction that you think is most likely to come through. And one being the one that you don't. And you, you rank them. Once the game goes on and, and the predictions come through, you have the ability to it, it score. you It adds up all your points. It adds up all your points. The final three from each contest go on to uh, the drawing. 
And so we had four contests, three winners from each contest. So we had 12 people, 12 winners. And um, that, that's it, man. Tack goes home a winner. Tack, Tack goes home a winner. Congrats to Tack. Congrats to Tack. All right, um, let's go to the next question. Uh, I think we got a phone. We got a, a call coming through. But in the meantime, let's go to the next question. This is one from Ronel Moody. He says, in an AD trade, is there any potential asset or assets you would make untouchable in a potential deal? I would I would not part with the first pick or money, Mitch. Um, that, That's fair. Um, well, here, here's the problem. I, I, if, if I could just stop you real quick. Here's the problem. Um, You got to make the salaries match up. So you got to put the first yeah. pick in it. I see. Like I'm thinking in in like what capacity are we trading for AD? In the situation that we're trading for KD, are we trading for KD like now, or are we trading for KD if we have like KD? Are are we trading for AD with KD and Kyrie in free agency or something like that? Um, because right now, I, I like if if we're only trading for AD with the roster that we have currently. I'm not trading for AD at all because I, I don't like, if you have this young core going on, you want to build that young core. The only way you part with the young core is if you go into win now mode and you're not right. going to be in win now mode. If all you add is AD. However, if you have a big free agency and you sign big name free agents and you come away with KD and Kyrie or KD and Kemba, or Kawhi, KD, Kawhi, Kyrie, like whatever combination you want, mm-hmm. Then you go and play for AD because then you're in win now mode. And AD also does that reset type of thing because he's young. He can yeah. kind of develop that farm system type of system that uh, the Spurs do because he's only 25, I think 25, 25 or 26. I, I don't know. He's like 25 years old. Um, so, you know, I, I think that if you can get the three, uh, like three um, AD. KD, Kawhi, Kyrie, Kemba, whatever, three of whoever those guys are, mm-hmm. then you go for it. And um, in that situation, I'm pretty sure you'd have to part with the majority of the team to yeah. make the uh, contracts line up. Yeah. I would prefer not to see draft picks leave. But again, if we have those three uh, three superstars on our team, the draft picks won't be worth that much. I think I continue to say if the miracle happens and we do get a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I think I think they will legitimately look to get Anthony Davis. Oh, there's no doubt. There's I no doubt. That, 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 I, I think the front office. I'm right scared now, of it. I'm scared oh, of it, but I think they will. You, you got to be skeptical about. It. Like the, that's the problem I have with the Knicks currently. It's if we had like a competent like front office with a great history, I would be trusting what they're doing right now. But we're talking about the Knicks front office and at the front o- at the front of the front office. I know everybody loves to trust Scott Perry. I met Scott Perry. He's a good guy. He's cool. I know everybody likes to trust Fizdale. I don't know why you would, but, <laughs> but at the front of the front of the front, you still have the same commander in chief and number two, you still got James Dolan and Steve Mills. And as long as those two are still in charge, I'm not fully trusting anything. So trying, I mean like I'm trying to take the opposite stance, but I, I, I hear you, man. I hear you on one ear, but on the other ear I'm ignoring. It's difficult. You know, it's so much yeah. like negative re- reconditioning that yeah. you know I can't trust it anymore. It's just it's you, hard, you, gotta, man. you gotta show me something. It's, it's hard. gotta it come to a point. Because like I said, the the, the window changes if you bring in these two guys or any, that's what whatever I'm combination yeah. two max plays your window changes so it's almost like you're straddling the fence if you don't go get ad you know what i'm saying 
No, um, absolutely. And I think that if you, and, and I think we're on the same page that if you land the two superstars and you have the big money free agency that, you know, every Nick fan like goes to sleep every night praying for because that's exactly what we want. Yeah. Then you go all in for AD because at that moment you're a contender. Yeah. If you get AD and AD on the same team and you pair them up with Kyrie or Kemba, you're a contender. I don't care. I in the in the Eastern Conference and you know KD's coming over, which means the Warriors are dismantled, which means there's no more Big Four going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that that's the best Big Three in the league. So if you can get KD, Kawhi, Kyrie, Kemba, whatever combination, yeah. and you can add AD on that team. You go for it because then that that'll make you a contender to win a championship right away. I would hope so, yeah. But I mean, look at look at what Philly's doing. If Philly goes back with that same team, if they if they re up Butler and they re up uh, Tobias, Tobias, that's a deep team. Milwaukee, that's for sure. But uh, but again, it, I I think that in terms of the talent, mm-hmm. I mean, like like they're dangerous because they are a bunch of like they're exactly what you want. I mean, Ben Simmons is a seven foot point guard. You know, he moves like LeBron James, can't shoot worth a lick, but still you got Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris on the wings who are both like great three and D players and all stars and what have you. And then Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. He could be one of the greatest big men of all time when it's all said and done. He's got the skill set to do it. So um, I, I, I see where you're coming from, but if you can have a combination of KD and AD, that's that's two top like three players in the league. And then you pair him up with another guy, whether it's Kai, Kawhi, Kemba, Kyrie. That's a that's a very mean big three. And then you know you fill out the roster in any uh, other which way. I <laughs> Philly, that's the problem. That that's the problem in, in how you fill it out, man. But uh, let's let's get to May fourteenth first. Yeah, see what see what the lottery I, that's holds. The thing. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because my brain just starts to churn with the fifth pick of the NBA <laughs> draft. The fifth pick. Facts. With the seventh pick, the Knicks get Bruno oh, Fernando. Oh my god! <laughs> like, that's literally me, what it's gonna be. Kill me. Um, Flood says, "Is is Katie or Kawhi a better fit?" Um, is Katie or Kawhi a better fit? A, a better fit for the team we have right now? Yeah. Either one. We need the best player available, man. I I say if you get either one, it's perfect. Um, If if you're asking me who I prefer out of the two of them, I'd probably do KD. I think KD's the best player in the world right now. Uh, He's a seven-foot small forward. He has handle. He can shoot. Um, Kawhi, you know, he's a better – he's arguably a better defender. When KD goes all out, he he can rack up blocks and lock anybody up at any given time. So – I'm a, I'm a big KD guy, but uh, that's not to discount what Ka- Kawhi is capable of. He's he's every bit yeah. as good as um, KD, but I think that KD has an edge over uh, Kawhi by a little bit. I hear that. Um, I like a, you can't lose with either one. I, I love both of them. Uh, I love both of their games. A- absolutely, man. Yeah, you can't go wrong. You can't go yeah. wrong in that situation. A- absolutely. Um, people want to see what the jacket looks like for the next statement games competition. I'll uh. Give you guys a sneak peek. Well, sneak peek. This is, this is Reebok joint. You know what I mean? We got got the whoo. This, this is crispy right here, shells. I'm, I'm I'm moving over to uh to the chat now. This, I got oh, this is crispy. Ooh. It's an XL. It's an XL. I love that. Yeah, this is nice, man. Ah, fresh, freshly good. embroidered. You Real know what crispy. I mean? Freshly embroidered hardwood classics. This is a nice, nice jacket, man. 
I love it. Yeah. And it's got the, uh, it's got it's got my logo on it. Yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> faxels, faxels, man. So that's a jacket. Uh we'll announce the the contest at a later date. What else? Other announcements. Um those of you in the NYC area, um, if you guys came to the watch party that we did earlier this season, we, we had a great time. Uh, and we're doing it again on March. Let me just pull it up, pull it up for you guys. We're doing it again on March the 15th, NYC. Anybody in the New York City area, March the 15th, we are doing another watch party. Knicks versus Spurs, the rematch in San Antonio. A lot riding on this one. March 15th at 8.30 at John Sullivan's in New York City, 210 West 35th Street. Uh, Free to get in. All, All proceeds are going to the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Last watch party, we gave them a check for about $700, so we did well. We also had a lot of raffles, uh, prizes. People went home with jerseys, uh, other Knicks memorabilia. So it was a good time, man. It was, it was a real good time. We must have had about probably over 100 people last time. So we're going to look to to have some more people this time. And, and that's uh, brought to you by yours truly, Nick of Time Show, Posting and Toast, Knicks Film School, the whole family, um, Gotham Sports Network, Hard Knicks Life and, and the Locked On Knicks Podcast. So uh, make sure if you guys are in the area, if you guys are in the tri-state area, definitely come through. All right, what else? People say the jacket is fire. Yeah, the jacket is. Yeah, the jacket, is, jacket is, is nice, man. I saved it. I saved it for last, man. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't burn your hand holding that up. Yeah, to the this is for the back. Hey, you know, I told Shells, I was like, Shells, man, we, we're going to do these for the giveaways, man. We're going to do it for the giveaways. So. Yeah, man. Definitely um, appreciate Shells for, for contributing. All right, let's. Uh, if you guys have any last minute questions, I'll, we'll take them now. If not, um, we will sign off. Keith Sinclair says he might be at that watch party. Come through, Keith. Frank Mato says any watch parties in South Florida. Frank, if you continue to support this channel. Maybe one day we will get out there, man, and oh, just man. just just watch a Knicks Heat. I'll I'll, I'll I'll be the first one out there. Man. You know, we'll, we'll fly we'll fly to Puma Jet with, with Kevin Knox and company, and and yeah. uh and, and go watch the game. Paul Quick says he's with the jacket. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll let you guys know ahead of time on the play. Yeah, I, I wish I could make that one. I wasn't able to make the one earlier. I've been working like crazy during these Knicks games, and uh, yeah, I work on Fridays, and I work far away from the city, so uh. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it. I'll, I'll see if I could yeah. though. I, I'll, I'll ask my uh, my managers if I could get uh, some time off. Yeah, man, come down, man. It was definitely a good time. Um, Jason Genyard says I'd rather have Beal. Won't have to give up as much, and he's only 26. Um, the problem again is, and because I was having a conversation with with um, JB Nick's Film School, and we were talking about you know what the assets that we would have to give up theoretically to get. Um, AD and he was like well first off if you get the number one pick it would have to be number one pick Knox Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank to start with mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm sure I New mean, Orleans I, is going to want uh, Mitch I'm sure they're going to want Mitch they're going to want to bring well, Mitch home I mean I was watching ESPN and they were uh, they were going through what um like what the Knicks have to do in order to land the guy like AD and make the contracts match up mm-hmm. and this was, and, and they also put Kevin Durant and Kyrie on the Knicks in the situation, which I liked because that's the only situation I want the Knicks to go after AD in. And 
it literally came down to you pretty much have to get rid of the whole entire team besides your draft pick yeah. to get AD mm-hmm. and uh, to make the contracts work. So there's that. But then you're also going to get a high draft pick, and then um, and then you can fill it out with uh, veteran vet mins and all that, which we've seen be very successful in the NBA um, throughout the years. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, it would work. It's just a matter of uh, it, it could. It, it could. You just have to get rid of half the damn team. But um, yeah. for Bradley be Beal, it would, it would be a lot of years wasted off our lives. You basically, know? <laughs> basically. But for Bradley Beal. Um, the issue comes down to again contract. He makes a lot of money, man. Bradley yeah, Beal makes a lot of money. And he was the highest paid player in the NBA for a second. Yeah, Brad, Bradley Beal makes a ton of money. So the issue now is um, you would if if you want to give up less, you would have to facilitate like a three team tree. Yeah, no doubt. And also, um, yeah. So like with Bradley Beal, he's the same age as AD, give or take a year, and um, it, it's. It's a matter like I, I get why you would want Bradley Beal. Like he fits the the prototype for the modern day NBA, the three and D guy, the guard, mm-hmm. handle the ball. He's a he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. He could do it all. Mm-hmm. He still makes that type of money that AD is gonna is gonna make the next time his contract's up. And um, and on top of that, it's he, he also has that injury history too. It's not like you know oh like. I'd rather yeah. have Bradley Beal because he's more durable than AD. Like Bradley Beal has had his slew of injuries as well, so let's not discount that. Yeah, I, I like I like Beal. I like Beal. I love Beal. I'm a huge, huge Beal fan. Yeah, apparently, got to see what Washington's motivation is going to be, man. I'm sure because I'm I'm sure if the Lakers lose out on on AD, you no know LeBron and them going to be scrambling. So I can see them trying to pony up something for Bradley Beal, a bit lesser of a package than they would for. Um, a bit lesser of a package than they would for for AD. Man, I'm I'm really curious to see what's go what, what goes on with the Lakers this offseason. Like it it could very well be like what it was with the Cavs. Like I don't think anybody's in a rush to go play with LeBron right now. He's on yeah. the wrong side of uh 30 years old and uh you know, he 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 throws teammates under the bus constantly and you know, he, he makes everybody look useless, and then if anybody screws up, it's never his fault. It's always his teammates, and I don't think people look at that like an ideal place to play. I think that they'd rather, at this point in time, play for the Clippers. I it's think that's starting to shift. It's yeah, starting to shift. Bit. It's a starting bit. to shift, man. But, uh, hey, man, so we got our own fish to fry over here, man. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about him. Let, let, let him worry about his own problems. Well, let, let's worry about the Knicks. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um... Uh, HB Mac, two more questions and, and then we'll shut it down. Dave, I'll just shut down the phones if nobody wants to call in. Um, HB Mac says, "What are your thoughts about DSJ in this small sample size? Do you think he could be a point guard of the future for the Knicks if they don't land um, Kyrie or Kemba?" I think we, I think we basically we had talked about that a lot, but um, you know, say, same sentiments here with me. I think we've seen the flashes, we've seen the the potential in, in DSJ. Um, he's had a couple good games now. This one was, was his, I think, his best overall. Um, but to Jake's point, you want to see some consistency um, in, in his shooting. Maybe you take want to a, expand the range. A expand bit. the range a little bit. I, I agree with that. But I, I wouldn't be averse to, to grooming him as the guy, man. Why not? I, Listen, I, I loved him as a draft prospect. I, I was definitely one of the people that was vouching for him over Frank when we uh, – when the draft was around, I'm still not like unhappy with Frank. I'm not one of these Frank haters. Um, 
But uh, I think Dennis Smith has all the tools to be a very, very good basketball player. But he has his stuff, and he needs to work on some things. And he still has a pretty long way to go. And he he also has an injury history that you got to keep an eye on. So, um, you know, hopefully he can get it together, and hopefully he, he stays in the gym and works hard because yeah. he could definitely – a good piece for the Knicks, no doubt. Uh, the, the way the guard rotation is looking right now, I don't know if Frank can see the floor, man. I, I don't. I don't see. I, how I don't Bob, see how Frank sees the floor, I, man. I, I, I've been saying it since Kristaps left. I think that Frank's the next one out the door. It just seems like all the Phil Jackson guys are just you know kicking rocks besides Damian Dotson and uh, Lance yeah. Thompson. <laughs> well, I, if, if you believe the trade rumors during during the during the deadline, it looks like they had offers for him. They were looking to trade him. Um, you were hearing different things. But you know when you when you considering DSJ, at least for this year, DSJ, Moody, Kadeem Allen has played better. Um, you got ISO, you got Dotson. You know the the guard rotation is is too cluttered right now, man. The guard Frank can't even stay healthy. That's that's a problem. It's definitely a problem. Um, the the one thing I will say about the uh, the, the the people who doubt Frank, and you know Frank's so young and. He still has a lot to prove. I, I, I get it. He hasn't been good so far, but they, the tools are there. I'm not going to say that he's, like, great or anything. But some of these guys give Euro guys a much harder time than the guys that play college ball and come up in the normal way. And I'll, I'll give it in an example with Kevin Knox. I, I, I said before that Kevin Knox's aggression sometimes goes in and out. He fades in and out. And uh, I think when Frank kind of lays off the gas pedal a little bit, he gets so much, and everybody goes at him so hard, and you know he gets so much uh, criticism for that. But if Knox has a game where he's like not attacking and not doing this, people give him the benefit of the doubt often. That's like the one common denominator. Common denominator there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that uh, Frank has looked better than Knox because that's simply untrue. Yeah. But it's just about the consistency of the argument that you know. Well, I think I think it's because. I don't really know if it's a Euro thing. I just think, I think, I think people don't see much in Frank. I don't think the organization sees much in him. To be honest with you, um, how many point guards do we have to bring in to give you the hint that they're not high on this dude, man? They brought in Jared Jack. They brought in Trey Burke. They brought in Moody. They brought in Dennis Smith Jr. They brought in ISO. You know, I, I, this kid, he's he's lost. They've lost confidence in him, and he doesn't have any confidence in himself right now. I, I I agree, but I also blame it partially on the Knicks. I feel like they really haven't given him opportunities or instilled confidence in him through his play. I think that they haven't given him that uh, that fight or flight type of situation, right. like a sink or swim. He's been pretty coddled. But do you blame him, though? I mean, because to me, I kind of go with – I like the next man up type of mentality. I, I like that keep what you kill if Fisdale is actually uh, implementing it. I, that's fair. Uh, I mean, he's definitely not aggressive on offense, but again, it's not all about offense. He's a good defensive player. And we also saw yeah. towards the end of the season last year that he's not a useless offensive player. He was racking up double doubles. He was getting a, a ton of assists. He was not turning the ball over. Mm. I mean, there's still room in the NBA for a playmaking point guard. You don't need to score 25 points per game just because that's the way every guard does it. Um, if you are a scoring guard like Dennis Smith Jr., I would like to see you expand your range. But if you're a playmaker and a more defensive point guard, then so be it. But I'm with you yeah. on that. I, I think that you do have to keep what you kill, and that's all good and dandy. 
And I would like to see Frank get more uh, more confident with the ball in his hands. But it's just the fact that I, I don't think he's had a lot of opportunity to do so because I yeah. feel like the, the the franchise has kind of turned on him from day I, one. Yeah, I don't I don't think they've they've had much confidence in him. I think it's pretty evident. Um, I don't think they have it. I don't think they have that's, it. Uh, let, let's let's take this call. Uh, now the calls are coming in. All right, let's see. <laughs> we just about, to, just about to wrap up. Now the calls are coming in. All right, we'll take these two and get out of here. Big Reaper from Jersey wants to talk about three-point shooting in the NBA. Big Reaper, what's good, bro? Hey, what's up? Uh, big fan of the show. You guys do a great job. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, first of all, just to say really quickly what you guys say about, you know, these young guys, Frank and these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of blame it. I do blame it on the organization also. Um, if you're picking up a bunch of 18, 19, and 20 year olds, you got to make sure you have the structure in place, in place to kind of like train them to bring them up and, uh, and also instill confidence in them. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we all forget these, these are like 19 and 20 year old kids. Yeah. Uh, they still got a long way to go. Uh, but going back to like the whole three point shooting thing, uh, the guest host made a comment about like how the mid range is the most inefficient shot in the NBA. So, uh, wait, sorry, who, sorry, who made that comment? Dennis Jr. to take more three-pointers. Wait, who made that comment? I'm sorry? Who, who made that comment? Uh, the guest host? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember. Oh, name. sorry, Jake. Uh, You're talking host. about Jake. Uh, Jake, Jake. Yeah, Jake. I'm sorry about that. Jake. No, all good, all good. And so, basically, uh, yeah, so I've actually done research on this, um, where you basically, you like, where I've looked for what contributes to, like, you know, winning basketball, the statistics that's, like, you know, contribute the most to winning basketball. And you can go back as far as, like, to, like, early 90s. Uh, three-point shooting doesn't contribute to winning basketball. Um, it's very – it's, like, the relationship between, like, uh, outcome of a game and three-point shooting is something like, you know, the correlation score is, like, really low, like, in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, they talk up, you know, three-point shooting – as though, like, you know, it actually contributes to winning basketball. It really doesn't if you look at the data. Um, the other thing people don't realize, they look at teams like Golden State uh, that have, you know, that they have really good three-point shooters, but Golden State is really good because they use it, they do use it to create space, but they get a lot of twos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drive to the basket a lot. And also they have, like, when they won those championships, they were, like, top three defense. And so everybody kind of gets really confused about, like, what three-point shooting, what it really does to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think it contributes to winning, but it really doesn't. Believe it or not, back in the 90s, in 96, 97, mm-hmm. three-point shooting actually contributed more to winning basketball than it does today. That's interesting. And so that's that was a comment I really wanted to make. Big big Reaper doing his homework, man. That, love that, it. That, that was, that love was it. interesting, man. But, I mean, it, it's, it, it is interesting in that I – it just seems like that, like they say, that the art of the mid mid range is lost. You don't see too many guys, um, you know, taking that many shots. Like I look at like the Knicks when they had um, like Kurt Thomas, you know, for example, you know, Kurt Thomas, um, McDice, you know, th- these guys would would live on the mid range. You know, these guys will live on a mid-range. Yeah. And then, then you look at teams like a San Antonio, a Houston, a, a Golden State. Seems like um, some of these teams, especially Houston, they're taking more threes than twos in some games. But, I mean, but Yeah, well, the thing is, for example, Golden, with Golden State, they do shoot three-pointers. They're one of, like, the anomalies out there. So it's really mm-hmm. like Golden State, as far as that's, uh, that's one of the best teams in the NBA that's, like, top ten. It's really only Golden State and the Rockets. 
that shoot three-pointers at a decent percentage. Mm-hmm. But then if you actually look on the other end, that's not even really why they're really good. You have to look at they're really good because they rebound, they, they limit the opposition's ability to rebound the ball, and they also, they, um, it's defense. Uh, they basically keep everyone else's uh, defensive, I'm sorry, shooting percentage down. I think Golden State, theirs is something like they keep uh, teams down below 44%. Um, on average, the past like three or four years, they've been able to do that. Mm. So it's really on a defensive end. That's how they've been able to do it. But everyone just, you know, um, I think it's really the whole like, you know, obviously data analysis and statistics playing a bigger role in mm-hmm. basketball now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with all the technology they're putting in place, I think, you know, it's all a good thing. But the thing that's really funny about it is like even with all the technology and with the data analysis, they're still coming to like, like an incorrect conclusion because they're saying three pointers like what what it should be and that's what's like contributing to three point to like winning basketball but mm-hmm. it 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 doesn't you know when you look at the data it really doesn't it doesn't have a strong relationship with um you know with uh win percentage it, you can look at also the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. they don't shoot three pointers very very much Good point. uh the Bucks they don't shoot three pointers very much or very well the Celtics. So you can go through all the best teams, the top 10 teams in the NBA. I think you may have only two of them, two top 10 teams that actually shoot three-pointers above 35% to the team. I think that the uh, the, the Raptors is valid. Uh, they don't have a lot of uh, good three-point shooters, but the the success of the Bucks is very dependent on the three-point shot. They don't shoot three-pointers at the clip that a lot of other teams do. But they do have guys that can expand the range. And the point about the three-pointers is not necessarily to chuck up three-pointers time and time again like Mike D'Antoni preaches. And that's usually why he loses so early in the playoffs. I think he's an overrated coach. I think he always has these incredible guards that make incredible plays. But at a certain point, coaching becomes a bigger issue and you need some good coaching to get by good teams. But what the Bucks do is they utilize the three-pointer to open up the lanes and uh, open up the inside for Giannis. You know, mm. you got Brooke Lopez. You got now you got Nikola Mirotic. You got uh, uh, you got Chris Middleton, who's a dead eye three. You got Eric Bledsoe, who can expand the range. So they're not necessarily throwing up three pointers, but they have the threat of the three pointer to expand the zone. And when you can expand the zone like that, and you have a freak like Giannis, who has size, athleticism, ball handling skills in one on one matchups, he's he's borderline unstoppable, which leads to his stat line this year. That's the point I'm making about the three-pointer. I think there is something to that, what you're saying as far as uh, with the three-pointer, using it to create space on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think there might be something to that, but I just don't. When you actually look at the data, even like isolated, like I said, okay, let's throw away win percentage. Let's just look at like the relationship between three-point shooting and uh, points per game. Even if you look at that, the relationship between that is weak, between, like, which mm-hmm. really surprised me. I thought there would be a strong relationship between, like, the number of three-pointers you make and the um, and the number of uh, points you score in the game. But if you look at it, it's not very strong at all. I think it might be – even that might be, like, in the 40. Um, so, but I do think there's something to it that it does create space. But as far as contributing, like, as far as point contributing, like, you know, like extra points to uh, to you win to your team, it just uh, it just doesn't because I think because I think what people have to keep in mind is like I don't think the players are actually better three point shooters. So if you're just jacking up shots, so what's happening? Everybody's just jacking up jacking up shots. 
they're shooting at a worse percentage than the players used to back in the 90s. Um, and so it's almost like that's why in the 90s it seemed like three-point shooting had a stronger relationship uh, to to your scoring output and also to winning basketball than mm-hmm. it does now because you just have everyone, people are telling everyone to shoot so to create space. And it probably does create space, but at the end of the day, it's not really helping them win the basketball game. And that's but really the, what the, the whole point but the of difference is, that's is what that... the whole point is to win, right? And okay. to score more points, hopefully. But that's well, not well, even what's really happening. Right, um, well. What's happening is like it does help create a little more pace. The pace in the NBA has been up. Um, like if a lot of people, they look at like Golden State Warriors, they're like, oh, well, Golden State, they allow like, you know, 110 points or 111, whatever it might be. But if you look at their, uh, the field goal percentage for the opponents, okay, 43%. So yeah, you can score 111 points on them, but you're shooting 43%. And you, you jacked up maybe 29 three pointers against them and you only hit 12 or, you know, or actually even eight less than that. And it doesn't really help you. Um, okay, you know, uh, but it's just something. All right, appreciate appreciate the call, man. Reaper, man. What, what do you got to close on that one, with, uh, Jake? I, I I just think that he's overlooking the the overall thing. I, I agree with him that in a a great offense shouldn't be centered around just jacking up a whole bunch of three pointers. I don't think that that's how good offense is played. But the whole the whole way that the NBA is moving is to stop with the mid-range jump shots because the mid-range jump shots get you two points as opposed to as opposed to three points and the percentages from the mid-range area expanded out to the three-point range is a is around the same percentage and when you add the total point combinations on top of the percentages the three-pointer is a much more efficient shot yeah but the 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 main purpose of a good offense should be to get to the rim if you get a layup or a dunk, it's the most high percentage shot in the game. But in order to do that, you have to um, you have to expand your offense so you can get the defense out on the perimeter, which is why you see all these teams adopting the formula of playing five guys out, which is why guys like Christos Porzingis, when he's healthy, is mm. so uh, is so valuable. Joel Embiid, Boogie Cousins, like these guys can expand the range, and that's why all these guys are looking. All these teams are looking for players like that. Um, so yeah. I, I think that. His argument is right, but in terms of how the game is being played currently, it's it, you need the three-pointer. The three-pointer is is important. It's why all the great teams right now are three-point centric. Like yeah. Everyone's doing it. You're saying you have, you have to be at least a formidable threat. Yes, absolutely. I like, think, and the Bucks are a perfect example. Like, I yeah. wouldn't call the Bucks like a three-point shooting team. Yeah, but one through one through not. five, they can knock it down. Well, maybe like, except Giannis. Exactly, you, you and Giannis, Giannis and Giannis dominates inside because yeah. of the threat of a three-pointer. Like, yeah, that's how that works. And, and I think I think to Reaper's point, I think he's saying you know the team. You have to look at other aspects of the team, defense in particular. Um, as to why they win, so I, I think both of you had some fair points. I thought that was a good debate, man. No, he he, he was good. I like. Yeah, I, like I thought that was a good debate. Um, shout out he, to Big he, Reaper he, for for bringing those um statistics to us, man. Yeah, the the homework paid off. Yeah, Love man. It. Uh, all right, last call of the night. Tony from the Heights wants to talk about um what we should do if we strike out in free agency. Tony, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Thank you for uh, letting me call in the show. Love Absolutely. the show. You guys are great. Thank you, man. All right, so my, my question is, if it's not um, Kyrie, KD, Kawhi, mm-hmm. um, I really don't think we should sign anyone to a huge offer. Like, my worst fear is that we're going to give Goran Dragic and Vucevic 
a max oh. four year deal each, and we're gonna be in, it, in cap hell for the rest of forever. Yeah. Um, but my here's my question, and I've been trying, I've been trying to ask this question since the last time we played Brooklyn in the mm-hmm. fan Q and A. But I guess you know it never came up mm-hmm. for one reason or another. But if we do strike out in free agency, what is your guys' perspective on us trading or acquiring? "Quote unquote bad contracts, but that have attached assets to them, yeah. such as first round picks or um, quality young players that might just need a change of scenery. The same way, for example, that Brooklyn did. Brooklyn, it. Yeah, um, they got D'Lo and they got three first round picks: one from Denver, Toronto, and one from uh, I think Houston yeah. or Portland. Um, in, I'd, in I'd be willing trades. to do it. I'd so be willing to do it if about... it makes sense, man. I'm all about the asset acquisition right now, Jake. So. I mean, no, if it no means doubt. taking a guy with a bloated contract, you know, who might have two or three years on his deal and we're getting an unprotected first, let's go with it. See, that's the that's the thing about the KP trade that, that kind of worried me a little bit. You had a guy who could potentially become a superstar already on your team. Now we're left in hopes and prayers to hope that we get yeah. the assets, hope that we get the free agents hope that we get the number one draft pick, which is a lot to, to hope for, for Nick. Yeah, We've yeah, seen yeah, it go yeah, wrong yeah, yeah. so many times. So uh, it, it, it made me a little bit skeptical, but I'm, I'm hoping for the best. Um, but if we strike out, it's definitely panic time. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, and worst case scenario, if you strike out and get like the fourth or fifth pick in the draft, then it's super panic time. And it, it's kind of crazy because, you know, you look at the nets right now and, you know, screw the nets. I hate the nets. The nets oh, are man, literally my nets. least it's it's my least favorite franchise in all of sports, but it's crazy to think that <laughs> they got a competent front office uh, in the past couple of years, ever since my man, Billy, the King completely screwed over that operation. They overhauled everything and they had a quicker, more effective rebuild than the Knicks with a bunch of um, lottery draft picks, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about. So um, if you strike out on everything and you, get like no assets after the KP trade and everything it is panic time I think that you should try to acquire assets any way that you could kind of like uh the Nets did it's a copycat league you know yeah I I agree with that man Tony appreciate the call my guy wait can I just one more real quick yeah yeah yeah, no, no doubt no doubt so so my biggest fear right and I don't know if other people feel this way my biggest fear is about how we develop our players right so Kevin Knox coming out the draft in Kentucky was great coming off screens and hitting mid-range shots and then expanding his game to the floater and the three-point line. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Knicks are kind of forcing him to either start off from the three already or grab the rebound and go in transition and make his own offense, right? Like they're not running anything for him to get comfortable on the court. So my fear is, is that whoever we get in this lottery right next year, even if it's Zion, my fear is is that I don't know if, if our staff is actually really good at transitioning our young players from college to uh, the NBA. Like Mitchell Robinson, yeah, he's great, but he literally has a very simple role. Just set screens, roll, and block everything that's in your way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Knox needs to create offense for himself on the court, which I don't think he was really ready to do that coming out of college. He was more of a come-off-the-screen guy. Right. But I don't see any of those sets. Even when he's struggling, I do not see any of those sets being run on the court. And I, that, that's my biggest fear so far. I, yeah. I I don't know what to do about that. I hear that, man. And appreciate the call, Tony, man. I think, 
you know, we've we've been saying it. We've been saying it from the beginning, Jake. Time will tell, man. If if, the, if this coach is going to be able to implement um, the proper offense that um, you know elaborates on Kevin Knox's strengths, that gets him going. You know, no, I, I, I think is. I think you could partially you know blame that for some of his struggles this season. Is kind of you know he's just standing around in the corner. Yeah, you know, and, and no, it's no doubt that's um that that's what it is right now. I mean, like none of us are Nostradamus. We can't predict yeah. the future. For all we know, I mean, like you know, Kevin Knox is shaking off some rookie cobwebs. A lot of people go through sophomore slumps. He could come out next year and average twenty and eight. Mm-hmm. We we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, you know, one one year under the belt can can do a lot for somebody. But uh, you know, time will tell. I'm, again, I'm usually a very pessimistic Knicks fan. I've been through a lot with this team over the 26 years of my life, so I, I, I've learned to be a little bit pessimistic. But I, I'm just I'm just trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping everything pans out. I hope Dennis Smith Jr. comes along. I hope that Kevin Knox comes along. I hope that Damian Dotson progresses the way he's doing. I hope that Mitch Robinson turns into a beast. You know, there's so many there, there's so many good parts about this team. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I talk, some people think that I'm just constantly hating. I'm not. I just think that there's some some clear things about the front office and developmental process and the lineup switches that are inconsistent with what we're trying to accomplish. And that's the only thing that worries me. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't discount what we do have. And we do currently have assets, despite what other people like to say. So I think that the Knicks are in a relatively good spot right now. But I think that a lot is riding on free agency this year. I really do. Summed up nicely, man. Couldn't have said it better myself, man. And, and with that, Jake, let's close out. Let them know where to find you, bro. Uh, you can find me Instagram, Twitter at the underscore Lennox. That's T-H-E underscore L-E-K-N-I-C-K-S. We're coming live with that YouTube live. I know it's been a while. My brother and I were on different schedules. We are going to start the YouTube live sometime this week or next. I promise. I know it's been long awaited. But it's coming. You can subscribe. We got the channel already all set up. Just type in the Lennox on uh, your search tab and it should come up. Subscribe and we will get it out to you ASAP as possible. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Jake. Good show, man. Thanks for having me on, CP. I always appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And uh, salute to you guys for sticking with us, man. 130 to 116. Knicks put the break on the tank and get a W. 18-game losing streak at home has been snapped. The people actually get their money's worth for some for, for, for once. So congratulations to all the tourists who went home happy. Uh, hey, listen, man. Shout out to everybody that joined us tonight. Like I said, yesterday's draft show with Spencer from the front office. I don't miss it. I'll put some links to it in the uh, in the show description. Um, merch video link down below for the merch. Uh, the show is also available in audio format on Spotify. Google Play, you see it right there, iTunes, Stitcher, if you got an Alexa at home, all you have to say is Alexa, play Knicks Fan TV, and you will hear the latest episode from me and Jake, so if you guys need this in audio format, um, this is the way to go, ladies night, Thursday night, we have uh, Trey from the Terry and Trey show, and Sue York from Knicks Film School coming on to give us their uh, insights on the squad, 
So that should be a good show also coming up. And we also got Tommy Beer coming up from Forbes Magazine. Uh, that's Saturday, March 9th, man. So the guests are lining up. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys one more time before you guys get out of here. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, man. Knicks Fan TV, the Linux Podcast, the Nick of Time Show. Uh, definitely don't miss it. Uh, once again, congratulations to Tack for winning the Knicks fitted cap. And uh, a lot of you guys like the jacket. We'll, we'll get back to you on when the jacket will be released. But, um, yeah, man, great show, everybody. Rich Jim, great show. Frank Matos, thanks for the support. Um, LeBron, LeBron. Somebody sent me a super chat named LeBron, LeBron. Like, mm-hmm. All right, nice name. Appreciate the donation. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> Keith Sinclair, appreciate that. TM says Tommy B, the resident stat guy. Yeah, we're going to have Tommy on and uh, get into how he comes up with those stats so quickly. Taz Breeze, I appreciate you. KR, thanks a lot. Stafford Don, bless up, Redren. Robin, congratulations to Spike Lee once again. And um, Jake, I'll talk to you, man. Good show, bro. For sure. You too, man. Yes, sir. Peace. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.